0: Welcome back to It's an Inside Job podcast. I'm your host, Jason Lim, and this podcast is dedicated to helping you to help yourself and others to become more mentally and emotionally resilient, so you can be better at bouncing back from life's inevitable setbacks. Now, on It's an Inside Job, we decode the science and the stories of resilience into practical advice, skills, and strategies that you can use to impact your life and those around you. Now, thanks for spending some time with me today. With that said, let's start. Welcome back. This week I'd like to address one of the causes, one of the major causes of overthinking and rumination. Now, if we can understand the cause, then we are better tuned to actually turn off overthinking. We can understand what triggers us to go into an not such productive mindset. Now, one of the things that the brain needs is the sense of certainty. Now, it's natural that the brain runs to certainty because in certainty, we find safety and security. But there is a certain paradox to certainty. And it's this paradox or this relationship we have with certainty that I want to address this week. When we feel our lives are inside out or upside down, we crave certainty. You know, there's an inner urge for us to acquire a richer, more detailed map of the terrain that we're that we're walking through. You know, the clearer the map, the more confident we are to make decisions to move forward into the landscape, to migrate into the territory. Now, from an evolutionary perspective, the human drive to increase certainty meant a greater chance of survival. It may, as we've talked about, security and safety. Uncertainty was where danger and potentially death lurked. Now, from a modern perspective, especially if you live in the West, life-threatening instances are far and few between. Still, this does not dampen this innate urge we have to seek the shelter of certainty. Now consider for a moment a person who you know is successful. Perhaps you yourself come to mind. Now, when, when you started out in your chosen career or direction of life, the road was littered with questions, question marks of all sizes. Now, although it all seemed daunting you as you pushed forward into uncertainty, self-doubt seeped into your thinking. I mean, it's only natural. But you pushed it aside and moved forward, whether it was in college, your first job, your first startup, I don't know. But you have embraced uncertainty to some level. You em- push aside certainty to in order to grow and develop now to achieve a level of success a person needs to venture outside of their comfort zone we know this we ha- we've come to an agreement with ourselves that to develop and to grow well we need to sacrifice a degree of certainty and to embrace a level of risk now I want to spend a, a moment to talk about achieving success. You know, there comes a point in any successful person's life where they can look at their to-do list and they can check off most of the goals that they had set for themselves. Perhaps it's a level of income. I, I don't know, a rank in the organization, a feeling of you know complete autonomy and independence. Maybe they're a part of a club or elite group they've been trying to get into for the longest time. Now they are a member of that clique. They may have purchased the home, their dream home in the dream neighborhood. They've got all of it. When he or she reaches those goals, you know, the road ahead of them is going to seem so much more certain because everything is in place, especially if you compare it to where they started on that road, it's so clear that maybe they can see the road stretching kilometers and years ahead of them and they have that sense of certainty. So that begs the question. So let's take someone who's worked for the same organization for 15, 20, 25 years, maybe even longer. What do you think the odds that he or she will move on to another company? What if someone has toiled so many years to gain experience and knowledge? How likely is he or she to jump ship, you know, and actually try something new? Now, when I talk to a lot of clients that have been in the game, in the same routine, in the same company for so long, the likelihood of them actually jumping ship, as we've talked about, is highly unlikely. But here's the thing. When I talk to clients who've been in a certain position for so long, you know, they have this mixture of emotions. You know, where they, they, they feel it's a certain routine. There's no more the, the, the passion or the excitement that they once had. It's more dispassion and boredom. But at the other hand, there's that certainty of having a steady income. They've spent so many years, so much time and effort that they're intimately equated with all the responsibilities and the defined roles of their position. The question is, once any of us get there, Do we want to give up all that certainty? The brain generally saying, no, why would you do that? No, unless I'm cognizant of setting new goals, I'll grow comfortable in the certainty that I've achieved or that you have achieved. You know, my hunger for growing and and learning and, and exploring it will dissipate and I'll grow more and more complacent. I will opt for certainty over uncertainty. In other words, we settle. I've settled because of my success. You know, we stay locked behind the confines of, of certainty that we've built for ourselves. And the whole reason we stay behind those walls, well, it's to stave off uncertainty. Uncertainty is the wilderness. And the brain doesn't wanna go there and neither do I. I or you or anyone who's who's built success over the years, we built these walls that are tall and strong And we fear anything outside of the perimeter of those walls. This is the modern paradox of certainty, I think. And that's why I want to call this the paradox of certainty. The drive that once kept us alive can be the very same thing, the same drive that keeps us from living. Growth is all about uncertainty as is development, as is, as is exploration, as is discovery. Abraham, Abraham Maslow once said, you will either step forward into growth or you will step back into safety. Now, let's, let's, let's use a little an example here. Think about it, it's a cold winter morning and you're just getting up and, and you've, it's so warm under the blankets and putting your feet on a cold floor really does not have any appeal. And so your, one part of your brain is saying, stay comfort, stay in the certainty, stay under these blankets. But then there's another part of you that is starting to get restless and wants to jump out of bed and face the day. But there's this debate between the certainty of staying under the blanket and uncertainty of jumping out of the bed and facing the day. This is sometimes where we're at, the comfort of staying with certainty or the discomfort of moving into uncertainty. Let's look at uncertainty for a second. Uncertainty it is the domain of new experiences. As I said it's like growth and development. It is the home of opportunity and possibilities. And it's 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 the space in which we can explore and learn and and evolve to become better at something or to learn something new. Uncertainty it's all about the future. You know, it's about moving further down unexplored roads. And if we talked about traveling companions on this unexplored road, well, that would be discovery and curiosity. Now, if we look at the other hand, certainty, what is certainty? Well, it's all about things that we've already done, things that we've already learned, knowledge that we have already gained and mastered. There is no more learning when certainty is concerned. We are stuck traveling you know, back and forth on the same old neighborhood roads. You know the same familiar routes. instead of discovering new roads or new routes we choose to stick to the old neighborhood our travel companions in this case become routine and complacency the conversations we have are about all about the good old days the things that we used to do you know after a time those discussions will become very tiresome and stale and if we stay in certainty too long what happens? Well, as we've already explored, we become bored. We feel the sense of restlessness to get up and go, just like under those blankets. Boredom is a good feeling because it's that restlessness. is saying, hey, Jason, address what's going on in your environment. If it is something simple as sitting on a park bench for too long, yeah, that that's easy. That's easy to get up and go. Let's, let's go strolling. But life is not so simple. That is clear for all of us. We know how complex life is. Because the boredom may be with a relationship. Maybe it's with our job, our position. Maybe it's with a, a sense of health or, or a well being. But irrespective of, of how simple or complex a thing is, there's still that urge that nudges us to do something about it, that boredom, that restlessness. But the thing is, the longer we wait, the stronger that feeling will get. And that can, that, that can stress us out. Boredom can stress us out unless we, we do something about it. If I can put it this way, you know, think about this. Every morning, this urge, it, it kind of di- diligently knocks on your door. and encourages you to come out and play, but it's just a gentle knock. Knock, knock, knock. Hey, why don't you come on out? Let's go learn. Let's explore. Let's grow. But we've become so accustomed to ignoring those knocks and pretending we aren't at home We tell ourselves that, you know, this urge, it will come back tomorrow. It'll come back tomorrow morning and then maybe then I'll answer the door. And we keep doing this time and time again, day after day, month after month, year after year. We've become so complacent with our certainty and our success that one morning we're expecting a knock but there's no more, there's no knocks anymore. Too many years have gone by. And in in some cases, it's just too late. You know, we're left sitting behind the safety of that locked door. And the only thing we have as companions are regrets. And that kind of resounds in in our ear. What if, what if, what if I had done that? Why didn't I take the chance when I had the chance? Timing is not everything. Have you ever found yourself kind of putting things off to another day where you're just kind of procrastinating? you kind of, you're finding excuses to push off action till tomorrow. It could be anything. You know, I've heard the whole gamut. I'll be in a better mood. My energy levels will be better. I'll have more time tomorrow. I don't have so much to do myself. I mean, this is including myself, not just my clients. This is every human being that I've ever known. We're constantly trawling our minds for any excuse to justify our inactions and to put the action on to tomorrow. You know, if we're waiting for the right moment to present itself, then I think we're going to be waiting a a long time. From my experience, and I've been doing this for a while, from my own experience and working with clients, of course, the odds of the right moment showing up it's pretty much astronomical in most cases, so sometimes we what we need to do is to be bold is to choose to create the moment in which we want to act. You know our thoughts and actions may not always align. we may feel this sort of internal clash between you know staying put and moving forward. Well, what does that mean? Well, it's just what we've been talking about it's staying put means staying with certainty. You know, where there's no learning or moving forward and embracing some level of uncertainty so we can grow, learn, and develop. So in this case, as I said, this means we need to be bold and we need to make a choice. It's not about hedging our bets anymore. Maybe we're tired of that. Maybe it's time to decide, I got to move forward. We're going to have to make trade-offs and it's not always going to feel comfortable. And more likely, it's going to feel awkward and uncomfortable you know, we can wish all we want that circumstances were different. We can have that wishful thinking. And, and the situation may be far from ideal. But it is the reality that you or I may be facing. This is how the cards are played out. What are we going to do with that hand? You know, what's typical... For us human beings that we can create a drama in our head that the situation is not fair and we can whine and moan and whinge about it. And yes, maybe it is unfair. And that's how it's played out. But the situation is what the situation is. The question is, what are you or I or any of us willing to do about it? And so I want to jump on that word willing because I think that's so important because there's wanting something versus willing, what you're willing to do. And there is a big difference between wanting and willing. Well, let's look at a few questions to sort of... to. See the difference between willing and wanting. A person may want a new career, but the question is, are they willing to go back to school to get the needed qualifications, to get the education? Maybe someone wants a higher salary, but are they willing to take up that conversation, that difficult conversation with their boss? A person may want to start their own business. They want to start, they want to be an entrepreneur. But the question is, are they willing to accept the risk and strive for it? Maybe someone wants a promotion of work, but are they willing, just like the salary, are they willing to get up and to be bold, to ask for it? You know, what I'm about to propose may seem quite controversial, but you know, what it is is actually the plain truth. The reason people feel stuck where they they are is because they've not made the choice to change their circumstances. They get stuck with where they are at. People get stuck for a long period and still talk about wanting to change. You know, for me, at some level, they like where they are. Deep down, they really don't want to change. It's more of a just uh, talking about it and not actually doing anything about it. They're only paying tribute to the idea of moving on. You know, because if someone really, really wanted to change their life, don't you think they would have done something about it? Again, from, from experience, I can confidently say yes to this. You know, I've worked with people for over, you know, two decades across cultures, genders, social hierarchies, whatever variable you want to use. Those who really desire change act on those desires. Their actions may be small and incremental. For us, it may seem like nothing, but for them... It may be large steps, but they're steps forward, regardless how big or how small they are. People who do something about their lot in life, they accept there's a degree of risk and move into uncertainty, even when the trepidation and, you know, they they still feel the trepidation and they have the doubt, but they still move forward. I mean, isn't that what courage is at the end of the day? It's not being 100% brave. It's about facing up to our fears and then walking into those fears, having that courage to, to move forward, to change our law, to change our circumstances. I call them bold individuals, and these bold individuals, they, they, they give up their, 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 how can I say, their crutches about their social background or upbringing or their disabilities or their disadvantages or their history. They don't use those excuses to play victim. They, they understand that. They accept that part of their past. But they use it in a way to build them. They don't use it as a way to, as an anchor to hold them back. They understand their, their circumstances are far from ideal. But at the same time, yet they, they, they choose to act and deal with their current reality to improve their life situation. They don't ask themselves what they want or what they don't want. Rather, they ask what they are willing or not willing to accept anymore. When we ask and answer you know, these kind of questions, our true desires and goals come to light. They come to fruition. They become crystallized in our mind's eye, per se. It becomes so much easier then to, you know, to make the choices to move in the right directions. They no longer use it as an excuse. The question is, they ask themselves, what am I willing to move forward to? And what am I not willing to put up with anymore? Now, I want you to take a moment. I want you to think about someone you, you respect. Maybe it was a former teacher or professor or mentor. Maybe it was one of your parents. Maybe it was a friend, an uncle, an aunt. Maybe it was a former boss or your current boss. Maybe it's a historical figure. But I want you to I want you to put that person in your mind's eye, and then ask yourself, you know, why is it that you respect them? Now, I ask my my clients this question a lot: Who do they respect, and why is it you respect them? A lot of the times, the answers will be something along the lines of, "Well, you know what? He or she has achieved this. It's it's what they managed to accomplish. It's what they did. You know, it, it could be some sort of." answer along these lines. Our respect for people is defined by what they did and not about what they were thinking of doing. It's that gap between the thinking of doing and the doing that separates the bold from those who want to be bold. At least in my eyes. We tend to respect those people because they have chosen to act on their thoughts. They acted to move into uncertainty and to face the risk. Maybe it wasn't to just jump into the uncertainty. Maybe it was a certain calculated risk. But the question is that they moved into their risk. They decided to, I want to learn. They chose to learn. They chose to grow and develop, which meant they were willing again, there's that word again willing to accept falling down, messing up, failing, making mistakes. When we look to those people we respect, we wish we had the same courage and the confidence to move into Uncertain to achieve what they have achieved. But the truth is, they were also plagued by thoughts of doubt and uncertainty, just like you and me. They are human beings, just like you and me. Their brains generated negative thoughts and rumination and overthinking. Their brains try to convince them to stay in their comfort zone and not to stretch. That's the nature of our brains. As we've talked about before, the brain is like any other organ. The heart pumps blood, the the lungs pump oxygen, the brain pumps survival. And part of survival means stay where it's certain. Why? Because in certainty, I know this part of the jungle. I know where the food is. I know where the dangerous animals are. I know where the water sources are. But this part of the jungle smells and it smells bad. I don't like it here, but it's certainty. And that's where the brain wants to keep you. And so those people that we respect, those people that we see successful, what did they do? I can guarantee you that they had their doubts. They had their uncertainties. They had their negative thought spirals. But they put that down and they were willing to stretch. You know, the big difference is that these people that we respect, they learned not to entertain every bloody negative thought that popped into their heads. What they did, they took ownership of their dysfunctional thinking and they learned to ignore it. They put it on the back burner. I'm quite sure for many of them that was a hard earned lesson and Again, I speak from experience and I work with a lot of people that have achieved a lot and i can I can tell you as a matter of fact that they are plagued with uncertainty and doubt and They have to tackle rumination and overthinking just like any other person. But that kind of insight is something that has to be experienced multiple of times before it begins to sink in. Because logically, I know you all accept that. But the question is, emotionally, do you accept it? Because at the end of the day, it's not that logic that sways behavior. It's emotions that sway behavior. Reality is shaped not by our thoughts, but by our actions. We become who we are by the actions that we take. We are defined by what we do. Cognitive behavior psychology has two premises. One premise is that we can change our behavior by changing our thoughts. And the other premise is that we can change our thoughts by changing our behavior. I found that the latter to be advantageous with, you know, in a client, client is sort of stubbornly entrenched in a certain way of thinking. Sometimes intellectualizing a solution leads to nowhere. It just becomes an act of futility in my eyes. The conversation is just circular, and yet you end up right back where you started. This is when experience becomes the best teacher. You know, it's in the act of doing that we learn what works and what doesn't. You know, in the outcome or the outcome of an action that leads us to question the validity of what? Of our thoughts? And, and from there, we can, we can grow more confident. You know, experience allows us to learn and to, to reassess our beliefs. What is doable and what actually isn't doable? It helps us to see the gap between how we think life should be and how it actually is. When we are cognizant, when we're aware and conscious of this gap, we start to think more objectively about our relationships with what? With certainty and uncertainty. We all need a sense of certainty in our lives. There is no denying that. And the last thing I'm saying is to go blindly and give up everything and just jump in on uncertainty. Certainty, it does provide a sense of stability and consistency that we all need. Certainty does grant us a level of what? Clarity. And this, this clarity in turn leads to confidence you know, as our confidence surges, it becomes like a springboard that launches us to to extend our reach into new areas to explore. So certainty is definitely the launching pad that we need to build in order to to put our rockets on our, our shuttle. It provides us with the impetus to move from thinking about doing something to actually doing something by pushing the boundaries of our what it doesn't matter whatever you want to say our skills our our knowledge our experience we we grow learn and develop we explore we evolve as individuals professionally and privately you know as i stated earlier if we're not aware of the overpowering allure of a certainty then you know what it does it leads us to live lives of stagnation we stay behind the walls that we have built we become so enamored with the idea of safety and security that we, we, we do. We, we literally retreat behind the fortified walls that we've built of certainty. And then what happens? We slowly stagnate. We slowly die. We grow complacent. We become settled in our ways. When we convince ourselves to fear uncertainty, our unfounded biases harden. you know we go through the same tired motions as our days fade away as they tick away, and the thing is we 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 forget the opportunity and possibility actually just lies beyond those gates of certainty that we've bolted and locked unless we awaken ourselves to the paradox of certainty you know the the, the that drive that once kept us. Alive will become the same very drive that keeps us from living. You know, with everything I've talked about today in that relationship we have with certainty and uncertainty, where the brain actually likes to be seated is navigating that tension between certainty and uncertainty we need certainty a level of certainty to feel stable and secure but we don't want to become too complacent with that feeling we want to jump into the pilot seat of our mind what does that mean we the pilot seat means we're aware of our thinking our emotions our behavior and our physical sensations when we get into the pilot seat of our mind then we can be we can trigger the language of to be willing to do something willing to grow willing to learn and to embrace uncertainty. And so in a future episode, I want to speak more to the neurobiology, to the neuropsychology of what it means to embrace learning. Well, thank you for joining me for this episode this week. Until next time, keep well, keep strong, and we'll speak soon.